This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by RetroGameTreasure.com. It is one of the best monthly subscription services you'll find out there. It starts as low as $29.99 and sends anywhere from three to five retro video games from your console of choice. From the Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Nintendo 64, Sega Master System, Sega Genesis, Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, and the Game Gear, as well as... Breaking news, now shipping Sega CD, Sega Dreamcast, and PlayStation 1. And here at the Happy Hour, we love retro games, but what we love even more than retro games is saving saving money. money. So go ahead and put in the coupon code at checkout, Happy Hour. Get $2 off your total purchase. Go see them, and don't forget to tell them that the Happy Happy Hour with with Johnny and Deuce Deuce sent you. Hey, it's Joel Wynkup, King of the B-Movies, and you are listening to Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Yeah! Hello, internets. My name is Johnny Womack. Of course, I've got my main man, Deuce. What's going on, brother? Hey, man. And we have a special guest with us. We have Sean Cook from Grapple Maniacs. Hey, guys. What's going hey. on? Hey. Of course, this is the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. We are a twice-weekly podcast dropping on Tuesdays and Fridays for your listening pleasure. And every episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce starts off with the Deuce salute. Yes, sir. Nice. Double stereo there going. Look at that. You were a little quicker on the draw than I was. <laughs> I was rushing. Uh, I, I was stumbling and fumbling and bumbling. Me too, actually. Yeah. And, of course, uh, we love to have a special guest with us. You heard in the beginning, we have the amazing king of the B-movies, Joel D. Wankoop, back on the show again. Welcome back to the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce. Thank you so much, guys. It, you know, it was a blast doing that last one at the um, Sci-Fi Bartow. That was very cool. We got to do that in in the atmosphere live. Yeah, that was awesome. Which I wanted to ask you before we jump into the myriad of questions that we have. How, how did you enjoy this year? Because this year, being that it was three blocks, it was really really cool. You got to move to your left again more. There you go. Hey, here I cool. am. Yeah, it was um, it was pretty cool. We were uh, Kathy and I were set up right next to George Lowe, so that was a lot of fun because George Lowe's always cool and and happy to be around and. And uh, we rode, uh, George and I rode in the van down to the library to see all the people that were going to be there to see us, and nobody was there, so then we came <laughs> back. <laughs> it was kind of weird, though. It's You know, you had to drive nine blocks to to see, like, they wanted to do a thing where people are going to come up and hear you talk and stuff, but it was like nine blocks from the event, so that probably wasn't the best thing. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, we, we had a great day. It was, it was a fun day. I drew a lot of pictures, sold a lot of movies, and uh, it was pretty cool. Cool day. Well, I well, thought you had a pretty good day because I saw a lot of people walking around with your movies underneath their arms. So I figured you might cool. have gotten a, a few sales that day. That's always good. But then I went to the comic book shop and spent like $100 over there with him. He was happy, but I was like, oh, man. But but I was like, no, I need this. Actually, it's still in the bag over in the corner of the office. I haven't even opened it yet. <laughs> we're talking about uh, John Harrison from yeah. uh, Main Street Comics and Memorabilia. Yep, that's yep. exactly yeah. what we're talking about. What did you pick up over there, if you don't mind his, us asking? His store, hang on, I'll go get it. His store is awesome. You going to get it? Yeah. Okay. Oh, thanks, baby. All right. Got these. We're awesome. I don't know if you can see them. No, what are they? Describe them. This is, uh, these are all the X-Men. Oh, yeah, he had a set of them all. uh, Colossus, Rogue, Gambit, Wolverine, Juggernaut, which is uh, Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, Storm, and Nightcrawler. I don't know why they saw through Juggernaut in in with the good guys. I don't know. (laughs) I don't think he's ever been a good guy. And then this one, Sandman, Spidey, Venom, another Spidey, another Venom, Green Goblin, which looks awesome, and Doc Ock. Nice. Nice. And then... um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my wife's like he, he just had to have those, and then the Avengers: Black Panther, Hawkeye, Cap, Iron Man, Thor, uh, Wasp, and Ant Man, and Black Widow. Which no, these are really cool though, man. No, I, I they saw are. Them. And I, I saw I got one, had one and then sword. I was like, I gotta get this one, and then I was like, oh man, I'm just gonna get all three of these. <laughs> well, what I like about them is that they're in the package and they're perfect for the shelf, like. You just yep. drop them on the shelf. You don't have to do anything with them. They're ready to go, and they're really cool-looking display pieces. 
Yeah, now I just got to get a shelf. <laughs> <laughs> I go to the shelf store next. There you go. <laughs> well, one of the things I wanted to ask you about, Joel, speaking of the store, is something that's been popping up in stores all over Tampa Bay, and that is the Rising Stars of Tampa Bay Magazine. I wanted to learn more about that. It's, um, you know what? I just had another hundred picked up. They're going on the streets. Uh, yeah, Wednesday, as a matter of fact, tomorrow. Um, it's uh, Rising Stars of Tampa Bay. I did just two issues, and originally I was going to, you know, put one out every month, but then it was like so much work, and it took me three months to do the first one. So then after that, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. This is, it's too hard. You got to, you have to put all the information in the computer, and then you got to put them on a page, and then you got to write all the story, and then you got to, go back and make sure it's all right. And then I was printing books and then at the printers and then I'd, I'd look through it and I'd go, oh, how did I, I spell that wrong? Then i go back to the computer, change it all. Then we'd print up another some more books and I'd flip through them and i go, why didn't I see that before? It's wrong. Then i go back <laughs> to the computer and change and it was, just went on and on. And there, I'm sure there's books out there now, but they're all over. That's what's neat about it. I'm able to distribute them in stores. Now, on the streets, they're free. Uh, when I do events and stuff like that, I do I do put a little five dollar tag on them because I try and remake some of that money back. But they're in Circle K, Seven Elevens, Walmart's, uh, Thornton's, Racetrack, Marathon. Oh, I have the list right here. Rising Stars, uh, Big Lots Plaza on Gun, Barbershop on Bakery, Subway, Shell on Sheldon, Thornton's, Cafe House, Grindhouse Video in Tampa. Uh, you got a bunch of comic Peter shops Kelly. too, Joel. What's that? You got a bunch of comic shops that have them in there too. Yeah, Nerd Out Comics. Get a shout out to Nerd Out and Heroes Haven and Emerald City Comics. Yep. And yeah, so a lot of places. Um, Pizza Fusion, Taco Bus, uh, Circle K, 7-Elevens. Um, they're all over up in Tampa area and um, St. Pete, Clearwater, Pinellas Park, uh, whatever else is over that bridge in between that big area. <laughs> so yeah, it's pretty cool. And there's a lot of people in there that are... Uh, actors and that's why i said um rising stars a tampa bay i wanted to do something for the tampa people because there's a lot for a lot of people that are in california and ohio or whatever doing their own thing that's that's for them to do their own thing i wanted to do something for the people in tampa so yeah i got myself in there i got my wife in there but i got other people like kelly helen thompson and uh uh, uh ken anthony the second and michael palaez who does a little uh, uh, spider-man gig and he's he's acting in a, in a bunch of stuff for me um but yeah to showcase all these actors so i brought them together and i said hey do you want to have a piece in uh this magazine i'm doing rising stars just write something about yourself to keep and i'm not very tech savvy with if they send me something i couldn't put it into the page i had to rewrite the whole thing but, you know, I wanted to do something for, you know, for them. And then I uh, went out and took out ads, like Heroes Haven took out an ad, and uh, 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 Bay Auto Wholesale took out an ad, and the Tampa Theater took out an ad, all these different places to also help me pay for the issue. And then I get them and build it up as much as I can. I'll get like 100, I put them on the street, and then when I can do some more, I'll do another 100, I put those on the street. And those are all, if people just go into 7-Eleven and they're like, oh, hey, there's a Rising Star. They can pick it up and get a copy of the Rising Star. Or they can get them from me through my website or just by calling me or Facebook or whatever. But, yeah, it's kind of to showcase um, everybody that's got some talent. And so when people pick up the magazine, they can flip through it and see what they can go like, oh, here's this guy, Ken Anthony. He makes comic books and he's an actor and he does this and this and he sings. And then they can flip the page and they can read about Kelly Helen Thompson and they can read about M. Catherine Winecoop and they can flip the page and they can just keep going through the magazine, seeing all these people. Uh, Bobby Hill Casting is over in the uh, Clearwater area. She's a big casting director. She casts all the, uh, uh, for the television show Condo Cops, which is shot, shot over in uh, Clearwater area. So I hear about them. Ben's Model and Talent. They took out an ad there and there. That's my personal agent. Um, so yeah, a lot of places like that, and then they get seen, and then the actors get seen, and they get to tell their stories and how long they've been doing stuff and what they're doing and everything. So, you know, it's kind of it's kind of a it's a win win for everybody. I'm the only one that's not really winning totally is me because it's my own money I'm putting into it, but it's a win win for for the rest of the community because you know someone could pick up the magazine over in Clearwater and start flipping through it and go, wow, there's you know there's there's Kelly or there's Ken or whatever and kind of or James Knowlton and read about him. So, you know, it's, I don't know. It's kind of cool. I think if, if somebody did it, if I wasn't doing nothing and somebody said, hey, I'm doing this magazine, it's going to showcase all these people, kind of up and coming actors and stuff. I'd be like, yeah, man, count me in. I want to be in the thing. So that's that's kind of why I did it. 
That's awesome. It's all about sharing the love. And you mentioned your website. For those listening, what is your website? It's um, www.joeldwinecoop.com. So it's just my name, J-O-E-L-D-W-I-N-K-O-O-P.com. They can see all my movies on there and T-shirts and my comic and all kinds of stuff on there. That's oh, on the other side, my television show also. They can see that. Nice, nice, nice. So, like, when we when we talked with you at Sci-Fi, we kind of were talking about how you got into the industry and did different movies and different things on set. Like, you said, have you done uh, movies since we talked last? Um, oh, since we talked last? Yeah. Because it wasn't the last one. It was the one before that. Correct. So, I'm trying to remember what I did since then. Um, the last things I think I did were uh, Slasher Weekend. I don't did I do that? Then? No, I don't no, know. you just got done doing Slasher yeah. Weekend just a few months okay. ago, if I remember correctly. Okay, yeah, well, it was a little longer than that. But, well, actually, Slasher Weekend was shot, 45 minutes of it was shot 10 years ago. And then we did all the gruesome killings and stuff like that and kind of put it all together to make it a 90-minute movie. And uh, the Sleazebox is the distributor that picked that up. Um, but then I did uh, Chaos AD for my buddy at Sleazebox, Chris Woods. I did his movie. Uh, um, John... Um, John Miller's movie, uh, Crack Baby Billionaire, I did his movie. Then I did for um, a movie called Table of Death for um, Table of Death. What's their names? I forget. Where we went over to Clearwater and shot in the condo. Yeah, Greg. 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 Um, he's going to kill me. Greg somebody. <laughs> My wife goes, Greg somebody. Yeah, that's him. Greg somebody. Uh, <laughs> that's French. <laughs> it's Greg. And then, um, well, then I went to Orlando and shot a movie called uh, Monster for Russ Forga. And um, that was the most recent, probably. Get, get all bloody for that one. Um, for um, Russ was shooting it, and um, Brian Troxel, uh, his production company, was doing it. So I just did that. And, um, oh, Austin Janowski, the comic book writer that does Iron Man and a lot of other Marvel and Marvel Comics um, did just did his. It's a fan film and it's called Love Hate, and it's about the comic book industry. And um, I just did that. Uh, Austin had Facebook me one night and he goes, "I got everybody cast in this little movie I'm doing, except for the guy that's going to play my publisher." And I went, "Oh, that's kind of sounds cool." And he's going, "Yeah, I really really want a publisher." And I go, "Cool. I hope you find one." And he goes, "Yeah, yeah, I really want a publisher." And I'm going, do you, do you want me as a publisher? And he goes, I would love that. I want you as a publisher. And he sent me a big smiley face. And I go, well, then, okay, cool. So we worked out a deal. And, and that's coming out this Saturday at the Tampa Picture Show. It's called the um, – it's Dan Brienza's. It is the um, fan film – what is it? Fan film something? Fan film festival. Yeah, that was tough, wasn't it? The fan <laughs> film festival. Saturday. Oh, and then we do uh, – Rick Danford, Andy Lolino, and I created this thing called Phantomonium in Tampa Bay, and we'll be doing that on May 7th, and that is, what's that one called? Just the Independent Film Festival? Yeah, the Film Fest. I don't, I don't, if I wasn't married to her, I would know nothing. I'd be walking around going, where's the kitchen again? Where's the kitchen? Where's the lemonade? You know, I wouldn't know anything. I'd be like, it's a good thing I have her. I wouldn't have a beer. You know, I said, can you please bring me a beer? I wouldn't be drinking beer with you guys. I'd be like, where's the beer at? I don't even know where the beer's at. <laughs> so I'm doing that on, on May 7th. Oh, and then on May May 1st is the um, Books at Park Place. Then I'm doing Books at Park Place on May 1st as a charity event uh, against, when people say like for cancer, it's against cancer, but it's called Relay for Life. And I'm, I'm going to have all my movies there. The guy contacted me on Facebook and said, would, Mr. Weinkel, would you come out and put your movies up? Sell your movies. You know, we'd like to have you there. Put you up as a guest. And you can find that on Facebook. It's called uh, um, whatever I just said. I don't remember. Relay for Life. But, and Books at Park Place. Yes. I did remember. I remembered that without my wife. What do I know? And then, uh, but yeah, it's there. And I'll be going out there on May 1st. And I told him, I said, you know, I'm not rich by any means, but I am anything I sell. I want to give them 10% to, you know, the charity. Although I'll end up probably doing more than that. Especially if I don't sell anything. I'm just got to give them some money anyway. But I'm hoping people come, buy some movies. They'll be happy with them. I'll draw pictures for the kids, whatever. Because I've done that a bunch of different... Yeah, it's the Ghostbusters turning the page. Sun Coast Ghostbusters turning the page on cancer relay for life at at books at Park Place. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I don't think anything. I was going to do the Indio Expo, but then uh, that, which is this weekend at the Sunscreen Film Festival, but I had all these other things going on. I can't. I said, I said, I can't do that and do that and do that and do that at the same time. So one of them had to go. So it was the Sunscreen one. I just said, Ah, the hell with it. <laughs> I wanted to ask you about the Tampa Bay Picture Show because you've okay. been doing that a lot lately. So tell me, tell yeah. me what that's all about. That. Um, a while ago, because I did a thing, uh, Wayne Valenti is the owner of the Tampa Picture Show. He's been there since 1982. I remember going there when I didn't know Wayne, way back in the 80s, seeing a Sally Field, Paul Newman movie. I think it was like Paul Newman died or something, and she was going to see another man, and his ghost came or something. But it was way back in 82. I can't remember what it was. But I knew Paul Newman and Sally Field were in it. And so I, that's when I first went to Tampa Picture Show. Well, then when I got to actually you know, know him and start doing events there and went up there and met him and everything... Um, we would have uh, the um, not only Phantomonium in Tampa Bay, but we used to do a thing called Cult Movie Mania. Um, I have a poster here somewhere. Cult Movie Mania doc. Yeah, Screaming Cinema. Thanks, baby. Screaming Cinema. Uh, Screaming Cinema series, and uh, we did that for it was like every Friday for I don't know a year or something, and uh, or every Thursday, and um, so we did that. So that was cool. I'd get up and host that. I'd sing. Um, I used to sing the um, yeah science fiction double feature. See, if she wasn't here, I'd be going, uh, da, 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 da. she's just yelling in the background, this, say this, say, say this, say your name, that'll be good. So um, I would sing a science fiction double feature to start the night, and then we showed Lost Faith there. And when I did, we did Lost Faith, it was kind of neat, because I did uh, um, Just Another Hero, Just Another Day, which is a song I did in, in Lost Faith. So I did that live on stage. But um, yeah, we'd host that every Thursday night, uh, I think, like I said, for like a year, like once a month and that was cool and then that kind of ended and then we started doing the pandemonium in tampa bay with rick andy and myself and then they had uh wayne was like did not have the money for one of these digital converters but hollywood i could they say it like hollywood it's not like hollywood officially but hollywood people said you have to have this digital input machine you can't use you know we're not going to send you movies on reel to reel anymore yeah. yeah so it was a lot of money and he wasn't going to be able to do it so we started raising money for him and this was a while ago at least a year and uh they raised money but they never did raise enough but he did get the digital machine he just put him really a lot in debt because still trying to pay for it so now i think then all of a sudden i heard when rick started up because i even had to call him and i go rick i don't even know anything about this he goes well i just thought of it like seven minutes ago do you want to host it and i'm like yeah okay so that's the Indie Film Festival. Now that's going on, and everybody that comes in, all that money goes to Wayne again to try and keep him in business. Because I think this is really, honestly, the closest to him really, really closing the doors for good. And I really don't want to see it. Uh, but it's not like I'm Bruce Wayne, and I'm like, oh, here, here, I'll plop down eighty thousand dollars and take your, uh, your, uh, your debt off uh, your hand. yeah, your hands. Yeah. Although I got a buddy of mine in um, in Rockaway, uh, Phil Herman, who's a filmmaker too and i've done a lot of movies with him um he's interesting in purchasing it so he's actually actually talking to wayne but that's what we're going out there trying to raise more money again so maybe wayne can hang on there it's kind of like you just have something you love and you're losing money but you're like oh man i hate to give it up and then it's at that point where you're like can i just keep scraping the money together and keeping this place open or do i just cut my losses and say it's kind of like having a house you got yeah. a house got a place to live it's killing you to play the mortgage and you're like, man, we just can't get by with this. Should we just give up the house? And then you're like, no, we got to keep fighting. And you keep putting more money out. And you're like, oh, well, the roof's got to be replaced. Oh, great. You know, when you just say, oh, man, I got to cut my losses or go rob a bank. That's good to do. <laughs> don't, don't do break. that. Don't yeah, rob a bank. Yeah, don't we rob don't get down that. <laughs> but I, I, I did want to give him. Happy hour. Johnny and Deuce say rob a bank. <laughs> rob a bank today. Johnny and Deuce at the happy hour. <laughs> go out and rob a bank. It's good for you. You'll get lots of money. Tell the cops I was just kidding. Two simple words in the English language. Say you're in jail or you're in court for armed robbery. Simply tell the judge I forgot. I forgot armed robbery was a crime. Boom, slap you on the hand. All right, go free. Take the million dollars with you. That's an old Steve Martin joke. <laughs> well, I've got to say, and the reason I wanted to give the Tampa Bay Picture Show a big a shout-out is because, to me, it's like one of the few original like grind houses left that yeah. are still doing that grindhouse style where they're showing the B-movies, where they're showing you know the classics, and there's not many of those left that yeah. aren't these big, you know, AMC, Movie Co., Regal, huge 2030 cinema 
things. This is just a little mom and pop movie theater that's showing the movies I like, which is the B movies and the cult classics and things like that. And I, I just, if there's anything we can do, tell them to hit us up. We'd even have them on the show just to help them promote the theater. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cause um, yeah, I mean, and he said he does Hollywood things too. Like, you know, Avengers played there and Spider-Man, all these big names, but yeah, a lot of times, a lot of these other ones will come up or the ones that, that we sponsor when we do them, we're bringing like, we brought in, um, uh, oh, I covered it up with a creep poster. Uh, a ton of movies. Um, some movies where I remember one movie is called Bellflower, and it was done. It was about a hot rod, and the guys had a flamethrower, and it just went on and on. And it was this big artsy movie that everybody's like, "Oh, Bellflower is gonna be whoa, Bellflower! It's gonna be great!" And it was on the screen, and I was sitting there, "Oh my God, when is this gonna end?" <laughs> and up on the screen, it would go black, and I go, "Oh, thank God, it's over." And then it would go next Thursday and I go oh there's more <laughs> and the more I scream the more the people were screaming stop the torture stop this movie and I go no it's got to play to the end and of course Andy and everybody that was doing it with me they were like Joel we gotta leave at 8 30 can you run this thing till two in the morning oh I guess so again it would go to black and be like oh it's over and then it would go next Friday and I go oh my god it's still playing but that was a, a cult favorite of people's in there and I'm sure they're, they're saying shut up Joel shut up it was great that love Bellflower, but that's what a lot of the cult movie mania screaming cinema series was, was doing these other movies that nobody else is doing. And included was a Herschel Gordon Lewis's Uh Oh Show, which was a lot of fun for me to work for Herschel Gordon Lewis and and be in that movie. And then of course my movie Lost Faith and 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 a bunch of other flicks like that. But and then we got this with the independent film series. We'll have a bunch of um, shorts to play there at the picture show again. And uh, so, yeah, and Wayne works with everybody. And then he has live shows and comedy shows and pianists that stand, huh? Rocky Horror Picture shows there every like every other Friday night or something, Saturday night. So, yeah. Well, I just, like I said, I want to give him a big shout out because the only other place I know that's doing anything like him is the Enzian over in Orlando um, that are doing these, like, in, showing independent movies and showing these classic movies and these, you know, old school B movies and things like that because to me, I mean, you can go anywhere and see the new Avengers. Like, you know, there, there's a movie theater everywhere, but there's not a movie theater showing these in what I feel like are classic movies, these older movies and these B-movies. Uh, and that's why we love having you on, Joel, since you are the king of the B-movies. Um, you know, and it's it's really, it's just awesome what he's doing. Oh, thanks, man. I, I, I've all, I mean, like I said, I didn't know him in, of course, in 82, other than, you know, he's taking our tickets, you know, that's just when he opened the place, but now I've got to become really good friends with Wayne. In fact, it's neat, because I just walk up there, and he's just like, there's the door, go on in, and, you know, I'm back at the popcorn machine, and get your own beer, and get soda, get yourself a pizza, I'm back there with the cooks, yeah, can you throw more pepperoni on that for me, and, you know, <laughs> let me run up, and let me run up in the, uh, the, uh, in the back there, and make sure the projector is going right, and run up to the front, and, and whatever, it's it's kind of like, and Wayne's just like, you got the run of the place, just go do what you want. <laughs> so, it you know, it's pretty cool to go up there. And, and Wayne's a great guy, so. And it's always fun to see him. I mean, well, except when he's mad. Sometimes you'll go in there and you'll go, hey, Wayne. He goes, I'm going to punch you in the face if you don't get out of here. <laughs> and then it's a good time to leave. But other than that, he's great. Well, make, sh- make sure to send Wayne our information because we'd love to have him on uh, one episode just to talk to him about movies and everything and just to be able to give him a plug for his place because I, I want to do everything I can to keep that place's doors open. Oh, cool, man. I'll do that. Now, you- and then tell him when you get him on there, say, hey, Joel sent you our way, man. Yeah. Will do. Oh, we'll do. Sure. We'll make sure and plug everything you do, Joel, because we always do because we love working yeah. with you. Awesome, man. So what do you got on tap next? What's coming out for Joel? Uh, well, Truth and Air 5 is still being worked on. Hopefully that'll be coming out soon. I don't know if it'll be this year or next year, but looking forward to that. Um, excuse me. I have a uh, – this was this was something I probably talked to you guys way back when. I did this movie. I shot for this guy, Joe Sherlock. Um, about a year ago, he sent me a script called Diary of Blood, and he paid me. He goes, would you shoot this down here in Florida for me? And I go, yeah. And he sent me the script, you know, pay me to do it. Uh, went out, casted it and everything. It was kind of sad at one point. I was all ready to go like a week before, and the main actor called me and goes, oh, I just don't feel comfortable doing the role, and I'm going to back out. And I was like, oh, man. But it was okay because I stepped into his role. Somebody else moved up, and someone else moved up into that guy, so we fixed it. 
Um, shot it all, sent it to him. No fault of Joe's because he had a lot going on. I think he had a, a family member pass away, but it, it was there for a year and it just didn't get touched. And I just asked him straight out. I go, Joe, is it done? And he's like, man, Joel, I had all these problems doing this and that, which I totally understood. I just kind of wish I knew a little earlier. And then he was like, yeah, man, I, I haven't done anything. And I go, oh, man. I go, I tell you what, I, I will buy the tapes back and I will buy the rights from you because this I want this movie to come out. I want people that worked on it for me to see it. So he sent me the digital tapes back. So that's my next thing now I'm kind of working on. But at the same time, I got my buddy Chris Eller. I'm working on his doing a rock video for him. Um, and I haven't done a lot of rock videos. My stuff is just mostly movies. And I thought, it's a rock video. It's not that hard. You know, that should be easy enough. So we went out and shot the whole thing. Now I'm trying to put it together. And I'm like, I'd rather just be doing a movie than a rock video. But <laughs> but but it's fun. It's cool. So I'm working on that. But I but I also want to make time for to do Diary of Blood. And then I have two other shorts here that are sitting here. Open House and For Love or Money are up on my shelf. I want to get those done, too. And then um, it's just a matter of whatever comes next. Oh, uh, um. At the last, Marcus Kempton called me. Uh, he's a filmmaker around town here. And uh, he does this thing every year, the Action Film Challenge for Dan Brienzi. He always does a short. He's the only guy that's done it every single year. And I think I've been all of his but one. And uh, he told me one night, he called me, he goes, Joel, you got to write a script. He goes, "This, uh, it's not the Sunscreen Film Festival, the Florida Film Network. He goes, they are doing, um, whoever does the best script, uh, the the uh, Florida Film Network will pay for it and put it on and everything. He goes, you got to write a script, right? Write a script about Steve Nakoda, which is my character from Lost Faith. And I go, nah, I said, I don't I don't want to, man. He goes, come on, you got to do it because, you know, you got to send it in. And there's a bunch of scripts here. They're going to choose which is the best one. And I was just kind of like, man, I let it go and let it go. And then he called me. It was the last night of the contest. And he goes, Joel, just write a script about Nakoda. And I go, oh, well, just, just stop bugging me about it, and I'll do it. He goes, yeah, I wrote it, got it done, sent it in. I made the deadline by like an hour and a half or something. Like a month and two months go by. They call me, and they go, hey, you won. We had 20 scripts, and yours was the best of the 20. They picked <laughs> in the script. And I go, what, are you kidding me? What do you mean it won? I don't want it to win. I don't want to do it. <laughs> oh, that's not true. I think it would be fun to do. But yeah, um, I mean, that's how quickly I wrote it up. I think I think it, it was like at the last minute, I wrote it up. Uh, it was uh, nine, I don't know, 11 pages maybe because it's just a short. And sent it in. And yeah, two months later, they, they uh, the, the board uh, looked at all 20 scripts and they liked Nakota the best. It had the humor. It had action. And they just, they really liked it. And um and uh, so I'll be doing that next. I think I think Marcus wanted to go like into production in June. I'm going to let him direct, and then of course I'm going to star in it, and because I wrote it and stuff, and and uh, I'm going to tell Marcus it's my way or the highway, Marcus. <laughs> Congratulations, by the way. Together, but we we bump heads sometimes and we scream at each other, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's all in fun. Congratulations, cool. by the way. Thanks, man. Thank you. Thanks. It was pretty cool to hear. I mean, like I said, I was kind of like, well, what do you mean I won? But yeah, it was pretty cool to you know. I wrote something and somebody actually liked it. That was awesome. <laughs> well, speaking of cool, we're going to pay some bills so we can keep this cool air conditioner on. So we'll be right back with a little bit more of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by... Agia Productions is an Orlando-based film and photo company. They work with a lot of local cosplayers, shooting their pictures against a green screen will allow the team to make the cosplayer into a real-life hero. Agia has done some charity work as well, working alongside Rock Pink for breast cancer awareness. Find them at a convention and you'll be able to rent out one of the talented photographers to take some awesome high-def pictures of you and your family. Not a cosplayer, that's okay too. Agia can take you and your family and put them anywhere you want to be. Also, Agia Productions does weddings, graduation, quinceaneras, bar mitzvahs, you name it, and you need a photo crew, Agia can do it. Also, don't miss out their newest film short, The Corridor. Find The Corridor on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The Corridor Film. Also, go to Agit's website at www.agiatt.com to learn more about them and give them a like on Facebook. And don't, don't forget, forget to tell, tell them, them that, that the Happy, Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce, Deuce sent you. This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by Josh Bauer, a.k.a. JB Designs. If you haven't seen his work, he does amazing stuff. He does comic book art, video game character, movie art. 
It's awesome. It's even hanging right now in our Happy Hour with Johnny and Do Studios. You're definitely going to want to check it out. Head to www.joshbauerartist.com, and that's www.joshbauerartist.com, and you can find him on all his social media outlets, including Facebook, Instagram, and even YouTube. And make sure to follow his event page and catch him at upcoming events like Space Coast Nerd Fest, April 16th to the 17th. He's going to be a guest artist. Also, free comic book day, May 7th at Smash Comics. MegaCon 2016 from May 26th to the 29th, where he'll even have a booth in the vendors area. Also, you can find his online store at jbdesigns.storeenvy.com. That's J-B-D-E-Z-I-G-N-S.storeenvy. Dot com. You can find his original paintings, prints, posters, and mini prints. And Deuce, there's a special promo code for our happy hour listeners. If you'll put in the promo code Deuces on the Loose, and that is spelled D U C E I S O N T H E L O O S E, you'll get 25% off prints, posters, and mini prints. And if you see him on one of the upcoming events, tell him you're a happy hour podcast listener to receive something special. And don't forget to see our boy and our friend josh bauer of jb designs and don't forget to tell him that the happy Happy hour Hour with johnny Johnny and deuce sent you We're back with a happy hour with Johnny and Deuce. And, of course, we've got our very special guest with us, Joel D. Winecoop. Joel, I had a question for you. I'm drinking uh, beer, man. Drink, yeah. drink. <laughs> cheers, Which cheers. actually, you can give me another one while you're at it, okay. Johnny. <laughs> All right. I'm the beer man. Yeah. He, he's, cheers, buddy. <laughs> well, he's sitting closest to the mini fridge. So. <laughs> so, Joel, when I was a kid, one of the things I always wanted to do was become an actor. So walk me through what is the day in the life of Joel D. Wynkoop? What is your average day? I uh, sleep till about four. Try to do nothing. No, honestly, <laughs> when nothing's going on, yeah, it's it's like nap time all the time. But no, if if um trying to get stuff going on my own, if the agent's not getting me like like um like I said, if I don't get uh, like an email from Ben's or something saying, uh, you want to do a voiceover. Or they might they might send out a voiceover thing and and I'll you know send in a voiceover or TV commercial they'll send it out and say you know here here's a television commercial do you want to come in an audition for that something like that um, the best one I did for them was a Sam's Club paid really really good and that was when they put a uh, the uh, agency put a big beard on me and it plays for Sam's Club it's called uh, uh, Sam's Club uh, what is that razor Duraglide so that's that's a big deal there is that a beer. <laughs> Like, oh yeah, thanks. I would tell them that you need a oh yeah, she says I got a calendar because I forget everything. Yeah. <laughs> and don't overextend myself, she yes. says. And then I'm like, because I say yes to everything. Someone's like, hey man, can you help me out? Yeah. And then I'm like, and my wife's like, you, you're you're gonna be in Ohio that day. Oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> so I gotta get it, got an old school calendar and and write it all down. But um, shoot, I don't know, man. Uh, if if I really want to get busy and stuff, I'm just uh, thanks, baby. Um, I'm just on the trying to get on the phone and get in touch with people to say, hey, let's let's do something, or I'll sit down and write something, or a buddy of mine from Creations to Go, Steve O, Steve Deaton, I'll call him up and we'll shoot like a television commercial or something. Um, just depends on what's going on. I'd like to do some, I'd like to write like a play type thing and do that at the picture show. I think that'd be cool. Um, but huh? Oh yeah, our movie for my wife. And yeah, an action movie. I, I promised my wife a movie called Onslaught, where uh, she's the heroine in it, and she just kicks kicks butt through the whole movie. Before too old to do it. Yeah, before she gets too old to do it, that won't happen. But um, pl- it fights a character of mine, which is from like uh, 1995 Tim Ritter's Creep, uh, where I played Angus Lynch, and he's a complete psycho. And I thought it'd be cool to have my character fight her character, and he she just whoops the crap out of me and kills me at the end of the movie. Which I thought would be <laughs> spoilers. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I just gave that away. <laughs> you know, I, I hate that. I, I, I know a guy's like, the spoilers, the spoilers. Oh, come on, give me a. I, I called my friend. And I go, and he's like, did you see, did you see the new Star Wars yet? 
And I'm like, no, because well, I won't tell you about it. I go, Tim, I don't care. Tell me what happens. You know, and Darth <laughs> Vader is Luke's dad. I don't care. Are you going to find that out anyway? Spider-Man's in the Avengers. Oh, really? I read the books. I think I would know that. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't care about your the spoilers. But, um, yeah, just, I don't know, just trying to keep busy with stuff. Um, and then I'm editing his rock video because he called me up and, and said, hey, I heard you could, you know, shoot some video. Could you do my rock video? And I go, yeah, I'd give it a shot. And then... I don't know, just whatever comes up. Uh, target printing and copying. I did a commercial for them a while ago. I'm going to put that on Fox 13. Um, so just keeping busy with with each and every avenue that comes out. Yeah, but there's some days just nothing's going on, and you're like, man, nothing's going on. But not right now, because a lot of stuff piled up here that I want to edit and 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 stuff that I want. What? Oh yeah, and then I'm going to um, school to uh, talk to kids about acting. It's a it's a grade school. I think they're fourth graders. And I'll be going there on May 9th, May 9th. And uh, so I'll be uh, talking about acting and stuff for a couple hours. That's awesome. And uh, so, yeah, and then and then whatever conventions pop up. I'll be doing the Daytona comic book convention. Fusion Con's coming up again. I'll be doing that. When Sci-Fi Bartow rolls around, I'm sure Sean will want me as there as a guest again. And uh, so, yeah, just all that stuff, man. Just anything that's, that's coming in there or anything that I can create for myself. When, Although I had a guy... Um, uh, video of me on Facebook tonight, uh, a friend of mine, Johan Tetralt, and he goes, Joel Weikoop, I want to do a movie. I go, Johan, I got so much crap here I got to do now. I got to stop saying yes again to everybody and and just start saying no and finish the stuff I got to do already. So uh, it's just a matter of what comes up or what I want to do and what I want to catch up on, I guess. Well, my question to you is, uh, what do you use to edit with? What programs? Well, I got Pinnacle now that I'm messing around with. And... um. There's another one on here. Pinnacle and... You want a PC or a Mac? Uh, PC. Okay. Yeah, Pinnacle I use, I use uh, Sony Vegas to edit our audio and uh, any video that we have as well. It's it's worked pretty well, but I've heard good things about Pinnacle. Oh, yeah, not... Um, well, I got a couple more. Pinnacle I'm still trying to figure out, and then I don't know what this other one is here. But Oh, Cyberlink. And uh, But I don't know. Yeah, and then I got the Roxy old one too, so I kind of messing around with all of them there, but... Um, Where did you learn to just throughout the years learning to edit, or is that something you've always been doing? Um, yeah, no, I learned editing when Goodbye. I bought a camera, like back in um, I think it was 2002 is when I got it for uh, to do the part for Twisted Illusions two. We shot all that, and then I ended up moving here to Tampa, and then I had an editing program, Windows Movie Maker, that came with the computer, and I was just like. I should try and learn editing because I was always going to other people like John Matheny and Chris Conklin, who I did the bite with. We edited the whole thing at his house, and John Matheny helped me edit Always Midnight. And I said, um, i got to stop depending on somebody else to edit my stuff, so I need to teach myself how to edit. So I went and shot something at the Tampa Comic Con way back when at the Doubletree Hotel and just took a bunch of video. And then I came home, and someone told me how to you know, put it in the I had a... Uh, Firewire that I went into the computer, put it into the Windows Movie Maker, put it in the timeline, and then looked at it for a while. And I go, okay, now what do I do? I don't know how to do this. Push play, and then it said edit, and I started cutting things, and then I started doing dissolves, and then I said, oh, cool, I can put music in here and put the music in, and and then made my first little DVD, and I was, I was probably pretty proud of myself because I'm not usually I don't I don't want to do nothing new like that. <laughs> I'm like I don't want to learn that, so I did teach myself that, and then for the very limited knowledge that i had about it then i was doing the joel weinkoop show and where i would interview other guests again like uh, jerry allen who, who um was a stuntman on bonanza and batman and uh the dukes of hazard and all these television shows and then anthony wayne my friend and again ken anthony and and joe davison who's a, a name over here in tampa and all these other actors that i was i was doing on there on the television show and between uh christian cousins was editing for me on uh some of the episodes and uh, Rich Keen and some other people that are actually editing. I wasn't editing because I, I still didn't know how to. And then um, in the middle there, I was teaching myself how to edit. And then I all of a sudden didn't want to do the Joel Weinkoop show anymore. I didn't want to do these interviews. I go, why? And they were on television. I mean, it was still, it was like a public access thing. It was, um, and people are always like, oh, it's public access. Well, I don't care. It's on television. You can call somebody up and go, hey, uh, the show's on, uh, you know, channel 930. Turn it on. You can watch it on TV. And, you know, a million people could see it. Uh, so it was still kind of cool to be on television. 
But and that's what the Joel Wyckoff show is running on. But then I said I'm kind of done with this. I don't want to do it anymore. So then I just said, why don't you do a TV show like Time Tunnel? So I made up this name called The Other Side, and it was about these two guys from an alternate universe, and they were um, messing around with like these wormholes, and they opened up too many, and and people started escaping through wormholes onto our Earth. It's kind of like what I took from DC Comics with Earth One, Earth Two, Earth Three, Earth Prime, Earth, you know, all of them. And kind of the same, kind of the same thing. And my character had to train another guy, and then we'd come over here to this Earth and start picking up these guys and taking them back. But that wasn't exciting, just coming over and going, "Well, this guy owns a car and he likes it here. Take him back." So we had to make up like bad guys for it, and we'd fight the bad guys. And so it was fun, but it only lasted like ten episodes. But it was still fun to do. And then because I had a guy giving me the money for it, sponsoring it, but then towards the end when I went for the like the eleventh episode, he goes, "Well, I was kind of." thinking this was going to pay something off with uh, the sci-fi channel. I go, yeah, I didn't quite get the sci-fi yet. I did I did talking with them and stuff, but it, they were like, yeah, well, can you do something more with the effects? And I was like, what are you, kidding? <laughs> I don't need money for effects. I'm just doing the best I can, making little uh, wormholes where people would jump through. And for what it was, it was kind of cool. But, of course, everybody wants you to be advanced, and they want Independence Day, and you, you can't do that. I mean, now with no budget, you know. Was there a way we could find that? program the other side wait the other side yeah 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 um i've got it on dvd and i actually i i thought i had taken it down but like on facebook they have these little things that go you know like five years ago here's your memories and i pull one of them up and one had an entire episode so i think they're still on youtube but i mean i'd rather people just get them through the joel d wine like they can get them on dvd and i'm having them redone again too i'm having new packages and done and stuff all 10 episodes should be I don't know if I can get them all on one disc or if it's got to be on two. My buddy Chris Woods is looking into that for me, but I am going to release that. But, yeah, on YouTube, if you put in there, Joel D. Winecup's the other side. The trailers are there, and I just I think the episodes are still there. But it's kind of still cool to have it in your hand, you know, actually own a copy. But, yeah, that that was a lot of fun. I mean, I, I did when I talked to the, uh, the sci-fi people because they were here in town, I said, man, that would be really cool to, to, you know, to sell the idea. But, you know, I didn't exactly happen the way I thought it might but it was a lot of fun doing and and I thought they were fun episodes too I mean people get too caught up with the, the quality I did the best I could with what I could with the Sony digital camera and but the humor in there I thought was funny where some other people like it's like some people look up Monty Python and they go I don't get it this sucks I love Monty Python so when I did this these episodes my character was enthralled with superheroes and there's always a super in there. One of the things was, you know, he, we're in the elevator and he gets in the elevator with me and we're supposed to be looking over one of our cases. And he's, let me tell you something. Now, Batman is Bruce Wayne and he lives in the Batcave. And Gotham City was overrun by bad guys like the Joker and the Riddler and Mr. Freeze. And Batman goes out and he goes on and on and on. And he carries on this whole conversation while I'm looking at the file. And then he goes, he goes, and then Robin came along, but not right away. Because, you know, Batman was a good guy, but he did bad things, but in the way of the law, not like the Punisher. Now, the Punisher was really bad. He gets through this whole thing, and he goes, you know what I mean? And I look at him, I go, I'm sorry, were you saying something? He goes, you didn't hear anything I said? And I go, I have no idea what you're talking about. Let's go. So, to me, that was my humor. And there was a scene in the the scene where we jump into the, the car, which we call the Phantom Cruiser, we, which is actually Space Ghost ship, now that I think of it. He had the Phantom Cruiser. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't know that till recently. I go, you know what? That's where I got Phantom Cruiser. That Space Ghost ship is the Phantom Cruiser. We jump into the Mustang, and uh, I'm putting on the seatbelt, and Anthony goes, um, um, turbine, huh? Turbines to power. Uh, oh, God, I can't believe I'm forgetting this. It's from Batman, the television show. He says the whole thing turbines his power, ready to move out, and puts his hands on the dash. And then I look at him and I go, "You are watching way too much TV, man." <laughs> and we'd get into an event where we're fighting the bad guys, and I go, "I don't know how we're gonna handle this." And he go, "I know what we could do." And I go, "What?" I take any ideas you got. And he would go, "Let's call the Avengers. They can come here with Thor and Iron Man." I go, "Would you shut up with the Avengers already?" And then the bad guys hear me yelling, and, and then they capture us. And he goes, "Well, you were yelling." And I go, "You can't." stop talking about your stupid superheroes so and i like superheroes but my character you cannot stand them so i don't know to me it was funny and i would hope there'd be like a fan following that would say hey i really like these things it's pretty cool i know when they played on television people would tell me hey i caught the episode last night it was really fun so i don't know we'll have to check them out and i haven't seen it i definitely want to check it out by going to your website which is uh joeldwinecoop.com is that yes J O E L D W Y N K O O P dot com. All one word, Joldy Wankoop. 
cool. Well, I, actually, there's one more thing I wanted to ask you about, Joel, and that was uh, when I it texted you today and I said, hey, you know, we're, we're going to do the episode at 8. You're like, okay, I've just got a, a DVR The Flash. What have you been thinking about The Flash lately? Since it Flash. definitely collates with your, your last story you were saying. Yeah, the, the Flash has been awesome. When they did that, I when we were watching, the, I can't remember which one they actually did it. I think when he was going back to stop Reverse Flash, opened up that portal, and then when they yeah. said, I, I, right away, I think I said, I go, oh, this is going to be so cool if they break it open to Earth-1. And sure enough, the whole Earth-1 and Earth-Prime and Earth-2 and everything started coming out. And I go, man, this is cool. The only thing I wish they would have done with the Supergirl crossover was they they just they just did it, but they didn't bring it into the other Flash episodes after. I kept waiting for... He, he came back with the thing on his chest that could make him run faster, and he raced into the building, and I told my wife, and I go, oh, he's going to come back, and he's go, man, I met this chick on this, in an alternate plane of existence, uh, Supergirl, but they didn't say a thing about it. It was just like, here, we did this happy little episode. It's not going to connect to anything in the Flash. So I, I was kind of disappointed in that, but I, you know, I didn't know if I was going to like the show because I like the John Wesley ship one, but I think this one's much better. Um, of course, like, they always do their changes. Barry Allen was older. Yes, forensic scientist, yellow hair, you know, older, and they made him younger in this. But you just, you get over It's like when the first Spider-Man came out, he was firing webs out of his wrist, not a web shooter. And I was like, how can I watch Spider-Man? No. <laughs> and I always told myself, okay, this is an alternate reality, and then I can deal with it. But So I think Flash is cool, and, of course, Green Arrow, and I like, like Supergirl. And, of course, I always like when they bring somebody in. I just wish they did that crossover when she went back. And, you know, they, they talked about it on her show, but they didn't talk about it on Flash. I kind of would like to see that. And then Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, and I I feel you the exact same way. I really felt like they had a missed opportunity with the Supergirl thing because they had Flash on the show, and then when Flash came back, they never mentioned it again. It was like a one-shot. It was like a one-shot, and I'm like, I understand because, to be honest, it was kind of a stump by CBS to get Flash viewers to watch Supergirl because Supergirl hasn't been doing the greatest ratings-wise. I mean, we don't even know if we're getting a season two yet or not. Yeah, so I read announced that. Announced yeah. Season two. Well, yeah, they haven't announced I think anything. They actually, yet. have. Uh, well, if they have, I'll be excited because I, I like Supergirl because I it's fun and it's it's a cute show. I can watch it with my nieces and nephews. Uh, it's empowering to women. Like I, I love it, um, and I love the Flash too because it, it's fun. Like it's a fun superhero show. Because yeah. Arrow can kind of be a little grumpy at times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. And a little, the little inside things, they had a, a couple things where Flash, and I like Cisco. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's hilarious. Yeah, Cisco's really great. And uh, But they've, they've had a couple references in there. Um, Green Arrow had said, uh, or on, yeah, it was on Arrow, and which I, I had to, when Arrow first came out, I hated it. I was like, what are they doing? Why do they call it Green Arrow? And when I was at Heroes Haven, I was talking to some of the guys, and I heard one of the guys talking, and he goes, he goes they just want to call it Arrow. They're, they are calling him Oliver. But it's not going to do anything with the DC universe. And I go, well, that sucks. What are they doing that for? So they were doing the the arrow, and and then he's his sister. He's going speedy. I go, that's not speedy. I go, Roy Speedy. Why are they doing this? And then slowly, I don't know, second season, third season, all of a sudden it was starting to you know come around. And I kept yelling at my TV. I go, why? Not? It's Green Arrow. Why don't you change the name of the show? You morons. And then finally, he goes, I got to be something else. I've got to be green arrow and i was like oh finally <laughs> one of the last um things they had he was fighting and he he calls um felicity and uh uh he goes watchtower and she goes oh cool is that is that my name and he goes yeah oracle was taken well oracle's from birds of prey which is yeah. batgirl on that show after batgirl was, had her was crippled by the joker so those little things that that they put in there those are great or if they'll mention another character or or, or something like that and that was a neat one for me because i was like oh that's awesome they're talking about it. oracle was already taken meaning here we go we got this reference to the another universe brought into that it's just hard to watch them when they can't introduce like what was the whole thing with superman they couldn't show superman they, so he's always face is always shaded or they're saying Superman. Why can't they show him? You know what's the, the rule was is with Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers gave uh, CBS the rights to because you got to remember uh, CBS and Warner Brothers work together real closely because the CW is CBS Warner Brothers. That's what that whole station is um, because it's half owned by Warner Brothers. But Warner Brothers said, "Look, 
you know, we've got Superman in the movies. We don't want people to confuse Superman from the TV show with the Superman from the Batman Superman movies and stuff like that. Ah, what a bunch of crap. Well, I I agree. I agree with you wholeheartedly on the it's a bunch of crap. But they were like, look, we'll give you Supergirl and you can talk about Superman. You can't show Superman because if you show Superman and it's not Henry Carvel, I believe is his name. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if it's not him, then you know no, people. Carvel's the ice cream company. Oh, okay. The ice cream cake. Well, I'm thinking about ice cream. I, I'm fat and I'm thinking about food. It happens. So, uh, but yeah, what is his name, Johnny? Cavill. Cavill. Okay, Henry Cavill. They're like, if it's not Henry Cavill, people will get confused. And I was like, I'm not an idiot. I know the difference between a TV and a movie. And the great thing is with Supergirl, especially with that Flash episode, they introduced the multiverse, like. Earth, there's the Earth that you know flashes on and arrows on, but they said that hey, Supergirl's like on Earth three or something, and then they've got Earth two and Flash, and then yeah. the movie universe is going to be its own Earth six or whatever they decide to call it, you know. Yeah. So I mean, they've got all these different universes that work together, which is great. But no, I'm right there with you. I'm like, just call him Superman and just say, okay, this is Earth three or whatever, like. It's totally different from the uh, the movies, and you know everybody can win. Yeah, and I kept I kept wanting to um, when Superman is supposedly laying there, he's like he's fun. Oh, Superman's on his way! Oh, he landed on the ground and became a zombie, and then he's knocked unconscious. And then Kara's like, "Well, I gotta go get the bad guys. You know, I'll probably die during this, but I gotta go get them." And I'm like, "You're not gonna even whisper to your cousin, hey, Superman, wake up and come with me.' Something." And then when she's there at the spaceship, and she's like, "I'm gonna have to get the," and John Jones is like, "Well, I'm hurt. I got a boo boo. I can't do anything." Are you kidding? He's one of the most powerful guys in the Justice League, and he got a boo boo, and he can't help Supergirl. <laughs> I understand they want Supergirl to do it, and she's down. And I kept telling my wife, "I go, yeah, Superman's gonna show up, and they're gonna beat the bad guys and take it into space together." And he didn't show up, and then it's on that little internet thing at the end. Hi, cousin, you did a good job, sweetie. Shut up! Why didn't you get up and help her? <laughs> well, but that's... I gotta give credit where credit's due. That's the problem about having a Supergirl show, is if you know her cousin is Superman, that's like having the nuclear option. It's like, why don't you call him anytime there's a problem? Like, that's hey, yeah. the city's got a new bad guy, and he's killing people. Well, call your cousin Superman. He'll fucking take care of it, you that's know? True. He's freaking like, Superman! Yeah, it's yeah, a good point. And what is this crap? Three people... And Jimmy Olsen jumps up and goes, bye, Kara, catch me if you can, or whatever, falls off the building, and, and, and what's-his-name falls off the building, and the girl falls off the building. She catches two of them, and then she's sitting there watching like, well, that one's going to hit the ground. <laughs> what do you mean? You're Supergirl! You catch them two and get the other one. <laughs> Superman would have been on the other side of the world and got a giraffe and back and caught them. <laughs> Jeez. Well, oh, she's going to die. Yep. Do you want to do you want to fly down there and save her? Well, I've already got you two guys. I mean, what what do you what what? I mean, she's floated for the longest time. She's holding the two of them, floating, looking. Yep. Yeah. She's <laughs> Why didn't you get down there and get her? And then she's looking at her desk. Oh, she's dead. Yeah, because you didn't go catch her. That's why she's dead. Do your job. Well, well, that is the only reason I'm actually glad that they said that she is not in the same universe as Flash and Arrow. Yeah. Because I'm like, look, if Arrow has a problem and Supergirl's in the same universe, why don't you call her like, oh, my God, all these people are killing somebody in the city. Why don't you call Supergirl instead of going and shooting them with arrows? She'd like, be the Trump card. Yeah, yeah, she'd be the Trump card, and you, you kind of – well, it, you you would yeah. make you'd make Arrow and Flash weaker looking. You know? Exactly, you would, you would like uh, castrate them, if you will. You yeah, know? And so. it's well, fun. it's like taking Green Arrow and then you introduce Flash. Yeah, yeah. Flash is you know racing around. Although those episodes are cool too. They are the, the crossovers are fun. The back of the air when he goes, "You shot me." Yeah, I always <laughs> expect the unexpected. You know, even though with the superpowers. But yeah, you're right, and, and we knew it was an alternate reality for Supergirl although and then then you can but then you got to start saying okay they had Red Tornado in it so it was Red Tornado not in the alternate reality with Flash where it would have been because they're both in the Justice League so then you got to start saying okay Earth 2 has a Flash and a Red Tornado but Earth 3 has a Red Tornado and a Supergirl (laughs) kind of going on and on and on (laughs) well that's that's why they've got all these the multiverses anyway well the only thing I may be excited about is if CBS does not renew Supergirl is maybe the CW will take it 
it and say, look, we'll put it on the CW. The budget will be smaller. We might have to cut some of the cast and cut down the budget, but we'll have Supergirl on the CW, and then they can make it all the same universe. Yeah, the Berlanti guy. Isn't it Berlanti that does Flats and Berlanti does all three, but the thing was is CBS was very staunch about, like, we don't want these shows crossing over because one CW, one CBS, and it's like we don't want to, like, split everything. But if CBS like, no, we don't want it, I could see CW be going – well, okay, if you don't want it, we'll take it because yeah. we're your sister company. We're all owned by the same corporation. Now, we won't probably be able to keep, uh, oh, goodness, the the head lady on uh, Supergirl, the one from Ally McBeal. Um, oh, yeah. What's her name? Callista Flockhart. That's it, yeah. Sorry. I Had forgot, too. So but, we like, yeah, uh, we probably can't afford a Callista Flockhart anymore, yeah. and we're probably going to have to get rid of half of the cast and the effects budget. To do the show, but at least we can still have the show, which I'll take. So, oh, that'd be—I mean, that'd be cool. I'm still waiting for the CW crossover. Dean and Sam Winchester meet Green Arrow and Flash. I think that'd be awesome. That would be awesome. I, at this point, if we are so overdue for that, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe season two of uh, Legends of Tomorrow, since every season's going to be a new cast, that yeah. maybe they don't go and pick up Sam and Dean at some point. And I think say that awesome. was somewhere in the in timeline. I, I'd rather see Supernatural crossover with the Vampire Diaries and just watch Sam and Dean just stomp through them. Well, That'd be awesome. <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. The Vampire Diaries in the originals, because I, I watch Vampire Diaries religiously, have both been moved to the Friday night death slot. So uh-huh. next season might be like the crossover where they just finally kill that show off. Which it's getting a little long in the tooth for me personally. So. Yeah, I'd like, to, I'd like to see, um, but I think that'd be cool if they had an adventure where Sam and Dean were, uh, I don't know, werewolves or whatever, and the Flash ends up there for some reason, or Arrow's tracking the werewolf too, and they all, not not in a comical, goofy way, but I just think it would be cool, because I could see Dean going, what are you guys, dressed up for Halloween? What? <laughs> no, man, they're starting, you know, doing stuff with the Arrow, or Flash ends up in something like that, I, I don't know. And like, like you said, they've already crossed over, Really, Legends, even though it just started, basically it was a crossover because it wasn't it. It was kind of well, no, it was kind of at the end of Flash when everybody was going up the 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 rip in time or something like that. The worm didn't rip Hunter come down then, I think. No, he well, didn't come down then. Rip Hunter didn't show up the, until about the halfway the point this year of yeah. uh, Flash and and uh, Arrow. But I liked how he got all the characters together, and it was good because those are a lot of the characters I loved in both shows. Yeah, and now they've got more time to flesh those characters out. And the premise is great because, like I said, they're going to do it on each year. It's going to be its own season with its own cast. Yeah. And Rip Hunter may be the only person that's in every single season. So it's like, well, if you take all those characters back to the original shows and you can get a whole batch of new characters, that's going to be cool. So it's going to be like American Horror Story. Pretty kind of, I guess. With superheroes. With superheroes. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you want to call it that. So. And, and, and Rip Hunter was cool because I don't I – don't, it's – Sometimes they'll do something where they'll just create somebody, go, here's this guy, like him. And I'd rather see somebody from the comics. And Rip Hunter, I remember from the comics, uh, Rip Hunter, Time time, time Hunter, I think he was. And um, so that that was a cool premise like that. Uh, and then, of course, um, Vandal Savage, which was awesome for, you know, always fighting Superman. And uh, But I think Booster Gold would be somebody cool to bring in uh, uh, Legends of Tomorrow with... Uh, Rip Hunter and Booster Gold was the one when Superman, when Doomsday killed, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure it was um, Booster Gold kept going back in time trying to save Superman, and he, and he kept coming back, and he and the other guy would be, oh, it failed, and he he kept failing no matter what he could, no matter how many times he went back to alter the past to save Superman from Doomsday. Superman was, I don't think they showed him, but it just he'd like leave a panel and then he'd come back. He goes, oh, I just went back there and tried to say, I'm gonna go back and do it again, and I can't remember who was with him, Green Lantern or somebody. He goes, well, you got to stop. It's just you know you're not gonna save him. It's meant to be. And that was kind of cool for in the in the comics, and and the, the Civil War comics. I just picked up two more because um, I got all of those except for like three. And of course, the movie's coming out, but before they even probably dawned on them to, that they're going to try and make a movie, which the movie I don't think can ever get close to the comics. No, There's too many, but everybody was fighting in that. And um, but I just picked up some more of the the ones that have six seven issues in each one, yeah. and those those have been cool because a, a couple of them that I'd missed, 
God, they're expensive, like $25 a yeah, piece. Yeah. But uh, those are cool to see and, and all your crossovers between, you know, everybody. And then, of course, the preview for uh, Civil War Spidey, and it was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, but when I think about, um, man, it was Fantastic Four, the X-Men, you know, everybody was fighting in there. And then Goliath was killed, got his chest blown open by the, the uh, clone of Thor, killed him. And, and uh, yeah, it was just awesome, the whole thing. But so... The movie's going to be great, but I'm always like, well, is Nova going to come down from outer space at the end and go, what are you guys doing? And they're like, well, they they want to let everybody know who our secret identities are. And Nova was like, you guys are fighting over your secret identities? Are you a bunch of idiots? You know, I don't think we're going to see that. And no. we're not going to see half the people that were in the books. But, I mean, I'm sure it's going to be cool. It, it looks really neat. But well, it's I, almost I'm like, super oh, excited about it. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it, uh, yeah, me too. I want to see it. But it's almost kind of like I wish they would have done like, but I wouldn't be around. I'd be dead and gone. We'd all be dead and gone. Do 19 more Civil or 19 more Captain America movies, then bring on Civil War because that's how long it took to get here, you know? Well, no, and I agree with that too, and it sucks because, like, you know, you can't have the Fantastic Four in it because Fox has the rights. You can't yeah. have X-Men because Fox uh, has the rights. Uh, yeah. We're lucky we're getting Spider-Man at all. That is, like, the yeah. heavens and earth move. Marvel's getting Fantastic yeah. Four. There's going to be a movie in 2020. I haven't read that. Which one? Fantastic Four. They're seeming, apparently getting the rights back. To do Is it going to be a good one this time? As long as they don't screw up Doctor Doom like they've done every time. Well, <laughs> if Marvel gets the rights back, that'll happen. Because I haven't read anything Fantastic about this Four yet. Fantastic Four wasn't terrible. It was boring. Yeah. But Why was Ben Grimm naked? Put his pants on. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Joel, as always, it is awesome to have you on the show. Where can they find you, and where can they find all of your amazing stuff? Just the um, uh, JoelDWineCoop.com. They can see me on Facebook. Just hit JoelDWineCoop on Facebook. I mean, I got the actor Joel Winecoop and the other side and uh, the Force Nine, which is my, my comic book, and uh, Ray Blast Sonic Man, a um, bunch of different ones, but they all relate back to my name. So, But the Joel D. Winecoop one, that's the one I use the most. Um, I'm going to be Sunday. I'm going to be at parks, uh, books at park place. And then Saturday will be at the Tampa theater for the, um, fan film festival. And, um, yeah, just when Facebook's about the best thing. Anytime I'm doing something, uh, something's there trying to rearrange something right now also for a, a cancer victim and, uh, her wishes to meet Batman and, um, the Joker, Harley Quinn and Spider-Man were favorite characters. So I'm hooking up with like trying to get in touch with Heroes Alliance and um, some of the other ones uh, just to get this get this thing going. So um, this girl can perhaps meet some of these people before you know something happens. Joel, it's just something little that I could do for her. Have you gotten a, a, a hold of Guardians of Justice yet? Yeah, and then I just left them a thing on uh, yeah because Guardians of Justice were at um, Sci-Fi Barto. They were. Yeah, I thought they were awesome, and I looked at some of their stuff, and I put a thing on their Facebook page. I put, hey, guys and gals, um, a friend of mine, uh, Steve Deaton with Creations to Go, he knows this guy, and his sister is terminally ill, and aside being with her and laying my hands on her and having a prayer for her, um, he really wants her to be able to see these superheroes. And according to, to Steve-O from her brother, that uh, her time is very, very limited, and to her, I guess that's that's a big thing. It's kind of like, you know, I, I remember a story about Chuck Norris going to see this little boy that was dying in the hospital. And Chuck Norris sat there and watched Lone Wolf McQuaid with the kid. And Chuck Norris, you know, had to go and, you know, leave, spent the time with him. And the kid died watching the show, you know, right there. So, you know, if you can do something for somebody that's going to make them happy, you know, then you should be able to do that. Uh, you know, so I don't know. That's what I want to be able to do. If it if it'll bring some joy into her heart and it makes her happy, and her brother's right literally and says she would love that. And so Steve told me about it. And he goes, "Can you arrange it?" And I go, "Yeah," because I'll just I know the guys at uh, Heroes Alliance and and Guardians of Justice. These guys will jump at that. And there's a lot of them that do all these things that just um, go out to events and stuff and trying to help these people. And you know, and, and if it helps her, that's what I wanted to be able to do. So it was just one more thing I wanted to you know squeeze in with between the video and the editing and the other stuff that was going on. So I told Steve, we got to get it done, man, get it for this girl and, and get it happening. So I'll, I'll well, find somebody. Well, Joel, remind me tomorrow, hit me up on Facebook privately, and I've got an inside track with the people from Guardians of Justice because cool. we actually just dropped the episode with them today. 
uh, and I'll give you some people's contact information to maybe get that fast track because I agree with you. You know, you never know what what that experience will do for them, put a little bit more gas in the tank, and, you know, um, and I'm right there with you. Anything we can do to make that happen, I want to make it happen. So just cool. hit me up privately tomorrow, and I'll, I'll, I'll give you the information I got and do anything I can to help. Uh, that'd be awesome, man, because I, I told Steve, he's like, I'll give him a month in advance. I said, no, I want to get the people together, and then uh, we'll get Tampa Picture Show so they can come there and we'll do something on stage. I said, let's, let's you know, get to her now and get this thing going to get her down here so she, her brother's going to bring her down and and so she can kind of have a day with um some superheroes, so... Well, awesome. Well, Joel, Thanks, I want to say thank you so much for, for taking the time out of your busy schedule to hang out with us, bunch of mooks. And uh, uh, just uh, thank you for your time and your stories, because every time we do this, I, I, I love it. Oh, I have a blast, too, man. Thanks. And I got to say this. You look like Will Wheaton. I just That just hit me all of a sudden. Start I do. Start. You do. It's kind of, you do. Is it the new? It's new. It's, it's this new damn haircut. Is what it is. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. No, I, I got this I'm new sure. haircut, and I, I I don't know how I feel about it no, yet. No, you're but. you're Wesley Crusher. <laughs> beam up for me. Show me you can beam up. Beam <laughs> what what do I got to do? Do I got to hit the chest? How do you do that? The beam up. <laughs> the little badge. You got to hit. Oh, you got to hit the little badge. Mr. Wheaton. I don't know. Well, at least I, I will say this: at least the guy's got a hell of a podcast now, and he's on the Geek and Sundry. So if I grow up to be Will Wheaton, I've done pretty good for myself. Yeah, aspirations. Say, say, say this: apologize to Jean Luc Picard for uh, they crossed their ships in Starfleet Academy, and they lit the thing up, and one of them blew up and killed one of the cadets, and he was like into Picard, and so you got to do this. It's something basically like. Um, Okay, Captain Picard, I, I messed up. I, 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 I <laughs> the pods or something. Cross the storm star know, thing or something. I'm sorry, 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 Captain Picard, that I, I crossed my ships and our ships no, exploded. And, <laughs> but it's totally okay, Captain Picard, that you banged my mom. Now. He's a surfer now. <laughs> because I know, Captain Picard, you're hooking up with my I'm mom, sorry. and I will turn <laughs> my head on that, if you will get me out of me accidentally killing this guy because I blew my pods up. Was this Keanu Reeves reading the part? I am an FBI agent. Man, it was full of cans. That was a great episode, though, when Will had to explain that to Picard, and Picard really got mad, you know, and he's like, well, we were, you know, basically he said, well, we were showing off, we were going to ignite the fuel, and Picard really got down on him and stuff. And well, he shit the bed, because he was like, look, we're going to showboat, we're going to do all this cool stuff, and Picard's like, you're an idiot, and because, you know, I might be doing yeah. some bounce, go wow, wow, with your mom, <laughs> I would have to cover all this shit up, so <laughs> you just sit there and you keep your mouth shut. He lied. Oh, my goodness. When we get back to Deep Space Nine, you you lied to Captain Kirk. Yep, yep. <laughs> Trials and tribulations. <laughs> That'll well, be the name of this episode: just, Trials and tribulations. tribulations. Yeah, that was I awesome. Like I'll put that on the t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> well, Joel, as always, it was awesome having you again. And also, tell your lovely wife uh, hi for us and thank her so much for all the help tonight. <laughs> oh, thank you for all the help tonight, baby. <laughs> well, thanks, Joel. Well, thanks, you have Joel. a good evening, man. Thanks, guys. You all too. We DVR'd Flash, so we're gonna go watch it now. Awesome. Have fun. Awesome. We'll talk to you soon, Joel. All right, guys. Take care. Thank you. Bye. And speaking of places where you can contact us, you can hit us up on Twitter at HH Podcast Show. Also, you can send us your emails to hhpodcastshow at gmail.com and facebook.com forward slash happy hour podcast show. And don't forget to give us a like. And of course, there's not one, there's not two, but there's three hashtags to put in the Twitter machine. Hashtag happy, happy hour, hour podcast. podcast. Hashtag HH podcast show. show. And hashtag deuces, deuces on, on the loose. loose. Later. See ya.